When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook. Be sure to like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. I'm Johnny Venerable. He is Bull Brock live at the PHNX headquarters in downtown Phoenix. And we have gone now how many days? This is our third, fourth straight week of discussion surrounding who will be the next head coach of our beloved Arizona Cardinals. And I believe now, Bo, on January 30th, we are not any closer to than when we were <laughs> the day Michael Bidwell fired Cliff Kingsbury. We actually feel like we've gotten further away from it, right? I mean, we just keep on adding and adding and adding interview requests and candidates. It's Oprah giving away cars on her show. You yeah. get an interview request. You get an interview request. AR in the chat, Roth in the chat, Jason in the chat, Marcus in the chat. You all get interview requests to become the Arizona Cardinals head coach. That's where we are. Is it a smokescreen? Is it a leverage play? I don't know. We're going to break down these three new candidates. Mike Kafka. You got the two coordinators from the Bengals. We're going to see if any of those guys should be serious candidates because uh, I'm not too hot on Mike Kafka. I think Kafka, you're, you're getting way too far from Andy Reid on that point uh, in, in trying to fit uh, shoehorn Brian Dable's success in there. So, um, but the Bengals guys, let's talk about them as well. And then we'll of course get into the conversation about our beloved Sean Payton. What's the latest? Is it over? Is it, is the dream over? It's not over. And I see a lot of people on Twitter saying it's over. I'm sorry. Did he take another job? Did he bow out? Have the Cardinals hired anybody? Didn't we just do this last week before Howard Balzer, our beloved Howard Balzer, go broke the news that he was going to meet with the Cardinals. Everybody take a deep breath and relax for a second. Okay. I don't believe Sean Payton has any options outside of the Cardinals, which makes the Cardinals viable for Sean Payton until it's not. And I love these comments here. Jason Sandoval, I would be a prime candidate. Marcus, uh, in the chat, my Panera Bread degree coming in clutch. Absolutely. <laughs> we love our Panera Bread U graduates here on PHNX Cardinals. Okay, in all seriousness, here's what's going down. Because Bo and I, we recorded a banger of an audio-only pod last night basically throwing water on. Well, they're certainly not going to bring in first interview guys again this week, are they? And what did they do this morning before even 10 a.m. Mountain Central Time, Mountain Standard Time? They did one, two, three requests for externals to talk to this week, all for the first time. This is the second round of first interviews, if you will, and you could look at it one of two ways. And I'll let you you tell me what you think it is, because this is how I'm playing this. Okay. This is either a leverage play, because as we talked about, Sean Payton still very much interested in getting back into coaching, as he said yesterday on the Fox pregame. This is a leverage play for Mickey Loomis and the Saints. We will not be pushed around. We're not going to give up the farm. We like Sean. We don't love him to the extent we're going to gut our franchise sit your ass down and wait five more days. That's one option. And I think it's very, very plausible. 
The other option is they're not interested in Sean. No one's interested in Sean. The league has moved on from the Saints and Sean. They were turned off. They weren't interested. And that a lot of people think that. And so now they are resetting their coaching search bow with a bunch of brand new guys that they have never talked to before. When this process started three weeks ago, not all these guys, they could have spoken to any of them. They mm-hmm. didn't. Right. I mean, the strangest one to me is Kafka, right? Because Kafka was available all last week. I don't know what he was doing. I don't know if he just maybe he couldn't move some things around uh, being the Giants offensive coordinator after they were ousted from the playoffs by the Philadelphia Eagles, almost as bad as uh, the, the 49ers were ousted by the by the by the uh, Eagles in the playoffs. But it is strange. I, I'll say this. If it was uh, Sean Payton was somebody they weren't interested in, and I think that Michael Bidwell, Cardinals owner, is a gentleman. I mean, because he gave Sean Payton a ride home after their eight-hour meeting. Like, he he didn't have to do that. He he could have had him take a longer walk of Shane to the Uber and, and made him Uber his ass to the airport. It seemed like they had a very productive meeting. You, you really, in eight hours, you talk to somebody you're not interested for eight hours. Like, at the end of it, did he, did he say something about, you know, Bidwell's mama or something? I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't buy into that. I'm going to no. do this right now on, on Monday here as we're sitting here as that you outlined on Twitter. It's January 3rd. We, we don't have really any true idea of who the next Arizona Cardinals head coach is. It's absolutely absurd, right? Uh, but there are four vacancies that remain open. But on this date, as, as things stand, I'm going to make Mickey Loomis, the Saints general manager, public enemy number one. I think he's the guy that's holding this whole goddamn thing up. Don't you? Don't you get the sense that he's the guy that's trying to hold out? He thinks he's got, you know, this 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 prize that he deserves to get paid out for even though Sean Payton said, "I don't want to coach here anymore." It was 16 fantastic years, 15 of which that he coached and won a Super Bowl, had some really incredible highs, heights that that organization had never reached before and he doesn't want to come back. You're stuck with Dennis Allen. You want to get a high draft pick. I understand that, but it doesn't make sense to hold Sean Payton hostage and just pretty much torpedo any value on the open market that he thought he had. Um, it shows you that the Saints, without Sean Payton, if that's true, Bowen, I, I tend to believe there's some truth to that. They are a low-level dumpster franchise. I retweeted this before the show started. You know has the least amount of cap space? going into next year, the NFL season, it's the Saints. They're in the negative. How many great players do they have? Who are they even paying on that team? And so they can recoup cheap assets in some draft capital, and they're opting to say, well, we need multiple ones. This needs to be you know, the once upon a time John Gruden trade for multiple ones. You've outlined that beautifully. It's like John Gruden was an active NFL coach. Uh, Sean Payton's been out of the league for a year. I think right. his, his value diminishes every day. And I'm going to tell you right now, I 100% believe what you're saying, and I'm going to double down. I don't think next year, I think Sean Payton, if if they don't jump the gun and they don't make a deal with the Cardinals this year, I think they are going to be screwed next year because I think they're just going to have to take whatever's out there because Sean's going to get that itch. He wants to get paid again, right? The bills start piling up. You got to pay real estate fees, all this, that, and the other. <laughs> We've talked about Fox, probably pays him two to five million bucks. It's a stark right. difference, especially if you're living part-time in L.A., compared to 15 20 million dollars I think he I think he takes a job just to take it next year and I think they get significantly less they are losing value every day and I put this out on Twitter I think Dan Quinn is the heir apparent in Dallas not Sean Payton and I think 
Kellen Moore could be the heir apparent in the in the Chargers building. Mm-hmm. That's a very Charger esque move. Again, if you don't know that franchise, they have never paid anybody ever. So just to start grabbing stuff in the air, like Sean Payton, right. Sean, the Sean Payton saga has been, I would say, ninety five percent media driven driven his buddies people want to place him somewhere they want to play fantasy football with sean payton as the next head coach and then i not to toot our own horn here but this show people like benjamin albright are one of our favorite guests they cut through the bullshit sean doesn't have a market his market is the cardinals the broncos have moved on he was not their first choice these other opening they're not hiring sean payton so mickey loomis Looks like a dipshit now when he's having <laughs> doing this dog and pony show, having Sean right. go on Fox Sports and saying we need at least a one. Right? Well, maybe maybe Michael Bid will say, "Here's pick thirty five. Take it or leave it." Right. Have a good day. Well, it, it, it maybe the highest. Right. It, it's it's right. absurd. I outlined it a, a, a huge something that would trump the the value of Sean Payton. Is it's just what classy organizations do. Look at how the Patriots handle the Rob Gronkowski situation after Tom Brady went down to Tampa played his season, and they brought in his guy and Rob Gronkowski. And the Patriots knew that Rob Gronkowski didn't want to play for the Patriots any longer, right? He was sick of of the do-your-job mentality of it being football 24-7, 365. He was obviously going to get in, get out, but he was also going to – he wanted to do it a different way, taste a different, a different type of football, and he wanted to follow his guy Tom down there. And the Patriots understood that. The competitor that Bill Belichick is – understood that he got a fourth round pick for Gronk, yeah. one of the greatest tight ends of all time. The Arizona Cardinals, when Bruce Arians retired, mainly because of health reasons and who knows why, after they struggled for back-to-back seasons after an NFC championship appearance, that they just they didn't hold out once he wanted to come back. He tried one season in the broadcast booth. They weren't like, we're not going to hold him hostage. In his five seasons, it was one of the, mo- the, 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 the most successful five-season runs and if a coach has ever had here, we're not going to hold him hostage because, hey, we need to get as high a draft pick as we possibly can. And it, it just seems it's it's brutal. It's a brutal look on the Saints franchise. I, I kind of feel like it's not being talked enough about in the national media. Yeah, absolutely. And, and people don't want the Cardinals to be in the press. They're still talking about the Broncos being <laughs> interested in Sean Payton. That's not happening. He is not getting any of these remaining jobs. He went on Colin Coward's show. Bo, you sent this to me, and so did a couple other people. We thank you guys. 30 minutes he did today. They didn't even bring up the the potential for him to be a head coach now, and it's almost kind of embarrassing. They telegraphed this as a courting of Sean Payton, and maybe it was to some degree in the early stages, but then maybe they were turned off by something Sean said, demands that Sean had, and especially, like, like, New Orleans, what are you doing? Like, you're going to be sitting there in October of next year with about three wins and a deteriorating roster. The further you get away from Sean, the further your roster is going to deteriorate. You know Dennis Allen is not the guy, and you need cheap, tangible assets, and you're blowing it right now. And even the fan base, because New Orleans people, they're in our chat Friday. We love it. Come and, and throw a shade, this, that, and the other. I can sense them turning on Mickey Loomis on Twitter because it's like, don't touch my head coach. He's ours. It's now pivoted, I would say, to some degree. Every time our guy Nick Underhill tweets, it's just like, we're blowing this. Get what you can. <laughs> Come on, Cardinals. We want a pick or two. If they're if they blow this and this lingers over their franchise, Cardinals will be fine. Like right. we want Sean Payton, but they're gonna get to keep their draft picks. They're in the they're in the ballpark now for some big time candidates that we're gonna talk about here in a second. But man, like I, I think this is gonna torpedo. I think there's a possibility it could torpedo Sean Payton's career because again. Nothing's guaranteed. 
everybody thought these jobs were going to open that he loved. None of them opened. And now you've got one that's open that's willing, it sounds like, to make it work with you. And either you're holding it up or the Saints or both mm-hmm. of you. I, I know fans are exhausted. We're not by any means both punning on Sean Payton as the next head coach of this franchise. But, like, it's almost February, and they're bringing in new people. So, again, that's either leverage or they're genuinely not interested. Yeah, I mean, the Cardinals with the interviews that are lined up so far, and it's just via reports, and, and they plan the talk on Tuesday to uh, the Bengals' defensive quarter. I'm sorry, Mark Kaf- Mike Kafka first on Tuesday, and then you got Lou Amarino. Uh, he's going to be your your defensive coordinator for the Bengals on Wednesday, and then Callahan mm-hmm. on Thursday. Um, and then we hear Sean Payton say on Sunday, hey, we're going to learn a lot this week about this coaching carousel. And right now the Arizona Cardinals are loading up for some reason or not. One, to, to reset the search, or two, try to reset the market on Sean Payton, uh, according to the Saints. Because I don't think yeah. I, I don't think it's coming down to you know his price his price point I, I think that that's pretty no. well established you can pretty much just go off of you know we don't know what Belichick's and the top five coaches make but I think you got to get somewhere in the realm of that uh, and then and then go from there but as far as what compensation for the Saints goes like that if that's the the main reason that this thing is being held up or it could just be the Arizona Cardinals doing their due diligence you know saying trying to just finish this thing up. Talk to everybody they want to, leave no stone unturned, cast a wide net, check everything you caught in that net out first, and then kind of just diagnose it and then move on from there and say, okay, here's our t- here's our list. Here's our here's our top five. Here's our top three. Here's our top two. And then and then start. I hope there's no second round of interviews, but there's I joked about it with you, Johnny, today. I text like, okay, they're gonna talk to these three guys this week. And then potentially Jonathan Gannon next week, and then start second rounds of inning interviews, and then the season next year will start, and then they'll name a coach. I don't know. I have no idea how this timeline is actually going to play out. I didn't think there'd be a chance they interview John Gannon after the Eagles won, and then you see their plan. Their plan this week was let's fill up almost every business day with an interview. Let's right. do it, and then Friday maybe can be like a reconvene day, kind of like last week. Peyton visited on Thursday, reconvene day on Friday. Like John Gannon, Jonathan Gannon is going to be here in Phoenix next week for the Super Bowl. Like I would say, there's a better than good chance if they're going to interview John Gannon. If you, if I just had to guess and speculate, because we know they have interest from Ian Rappaport, from Benjamin Albright on this show. So if you're curious of where this all stands, this is their twelfth interview request. Emma put together a phenomenal <laughs> graphic. Producer Emma, look at this graphic for a second, and just. This is, I wanted to call it the Austin Ford's uh, 11, and uh-huh. it was going to be like Ocean's 11. And then they go and they they put in a request for Mike Kafka. So now it's the sequel, which is not as good. Ocean's <laughs> 12, a.k.a. Austin Ford's 12. So the gentleman on the far right, they've interviewed. It's done. And I would say, you know, God forbid something happens. But I, I think Vance Joseph, our guy Averro from, from Denver, who they've already eliminated, Aaron Glenn, I don't consider them real candidates. Um, Brian Flores and Sean Payton were last week. So are they still in the mix? Now on deck, we've got Mike Kafka, Brian Callahan, Lou Anna, Anna Rumo or Amaramo. I'm going to have to learn to say that if he becomes the next head coach. And then Anna Rumo. Anna Rumo. And then we think John Gannon next week. We know Frank Wright, Dan Quinn, and D'Amico Ryans likely are out. So you look at this bow, and it's just like, how many, how many men? Can we fit on the site? How many guys for this coaching search can we fit on one graphic? 
it's almost laughable at this point. It, it is. And then you start to, you know, break down most of these guys, defensive guys. You try to find some sort of trend in it, and you can't find any kind of common denominator outside of like the leadership skills. I think all of these guys are, are pretty decent leaders of men. But yeah, it's, it is a, uh, man, it, it's a, an eclectic group, I guess I should say. I mean, there's, there's different, just different backgrounds and strengths and, and weaknesses here. Um, but at this point, you know, Ozenfort's 12th. Uh, dozen, whatever you want to call it, it's um, it nothing's shaping up to to be a serious to kind of narrow things down to to serious candidates. You you feel like it still remains. It's like Brian Flores, the leader in the clubhouse. Sean Payton is is Tiger Woods and can come on with a hot Sunday and and win the whole damn thing. Or what do we like here? Well, here let me ask you this because this is a question I got earlier today. It's like Dan Quinn. Is he the only person on here that got two interviews? Or do you even count the first Zoom session? No, I, I don't. I, count I, don't. I don't either. No, I, I mean, it seemed like it was, It was like I said, it was a fire drill that Saturday to try to really work in the coordinators that were working for teams that were playing that week. That included Gannon. They were able to get Quinn in for an hour Zoom interview. D'Amico Ryans ended up canceling the rest of the day of interviews from the 49ers before their Sunday game. Um, no, I mean, I, th- I think that that was, it was just a tough week. Obviously you, you install on Wednesday and then you kind of, you prepare for your, that week's game. And then if you got some extra time, then you talk to the teams and, and prioritize which ones you want to talk to. And, you know, Gannon didn't seem to, to prioritize. I was trying to find on my Twitter, somebody pointed out the post game from yesterday. The Gannon said he's not going anywhere. So yeah, I don't buy that for a second. Uh, prisoner of the moment. Some reporter asked him that like, Come on, this this he's gonna go coach in the Super Bowl. He's gonna want the attention on the game, but I mean, there's a possibility, of course. But here's what I look at this, Bo, and I I look at it's almost like they're in sequential order here, because okay, the Cardinals spoke early with whom the coaches that they could that they didn't have to request Vance right. Joseph, Frank Wright, no ties to another team. Then you look on the far left hand side, the other three coaches there were from eliminated teams. Averro comes from Denver, out of the playoffs. Lions didn't make the playoffs. Brian Flores, not in the postseason with the Steelers. And then, of course, Sean Payton wasn't even a part of a team this year. So then then you've got Dan Quinn and D'Amico Ryans. They requested with D'Amico. He blew them off. Dan Quinn's mixed in there, but the Cowboys were eliminated. So now it's like they're almost outside of Kafka, which you pointed out. They're almost kind of working their way down. I wonder, Bo, if they had a conversation they said, we're going to interview as many people as we can, and we are not going to make a decision until February 10th. Mm-hmm. And we're going to put in it, and we're going to go through our process. And that you run the risk of losing somebody that you really sure. like. But I do think, Bo, now they're in an advantageous position where none of their, and I don't know who their heavy hitters are anymore. I think we'd be ignorant to tell you they're the favorite X, Y, and Z. But do you feel like they're in a position where they could lose any of the guys they've interviewed? I don't. No, but I, I mean, to what you said to me over text today, and I'll share with everybody else is like, as we see guys like Kellen Moore, who's not even on the market for less than 24 hours, get gobbled up. I mean, building a staff, right? That's important. You, That's I mean, the big if, yeah. Because when you look at guys like Flores, who's been out for a year, sure, he's been with the Pittsburgh Steelers staff. You know, it, it, does he have people in mind that he's going to be able to go and gobble up and add to his staff and, and, build the staff that's going to be necessary for the 2023 season to, to feel like you can feel a competitive team. Uh, I mean, the, the two coordinators now they're just leaving 
ending their season, right, with the Bengals and then Kafka, like he he was a quarterback's coach in, in Kansas City and then he just got on a new staff in, in New York with Brian yeah. Dable. Like, does he have strong enough ties to where he's going to be able to bring in people and feel the staff yeah. that's going to be strong enough to take the Cardinals where you want them to go, you know, not necessarily to contend next year, but to continue to start this rebuild? There's too much Cliff so. got vibes with Kafka, in my opinion. He just was just in the NFL. He's barely been a coach. Kafka, Cliff at least has been a head coach before. Kafka, minimal experience coordinating a unit under Andy Reid and now under Brian Dable. Guys who, those are their offenses. They have imprints there. Right. Where at least with somebody like Lou in Cincinnati, like his defense was incredible yesterday. I tweeted it out. Like, I don't know how much I'm buying him as a head coach. He's 56. He's older. But then again, Bruce Arians didn't get his first shot till he was 60. Kafka, to me, I hope this is just due diligence maybe down the line. Maybe he's a future coordinator for you if something would happen. You ever happen, seen but... uh, Multiplicity? It's a, of kind of a deep cut, My, right? Michael, uh, Keaton. Michael Keaton's fantastic. Yeah, he he clones himself. And with each yeah. clone of a clone, like there's more and more. It's watered down. Yeah. I think Mike Kafka is completely watered down Andy Reid. Like you're too far. Like he's like third, fifth, or sixth clone from Andy Reid. That's just I. That's the vibes it's I get from it's him. It's Nagy, and then it's Kafka. It's the clone right. of the clone, and right. he's over there with goggles on, drinking Pepsi out of a two liter. That's right. what's happening I like with Pete Mike Kafka. Steve. I, <laughs> I got a wallet. Uh, Mike Mayer is saying Josina Anderson tweeted she got word Ryan's has not withdrawn his name from the Broncos. We're going to talk about that here in a second. But okay. um, D'Amico Ryan's, he's not interviewing with the Cardinals this week. I know a lot of people still have questions about that. I think we just kind of put it to bed. We put it to bed last week. Like he, they didn't prioritize him early enough to get him in before the what was that wild card round or divisional round? I can't even remember now. And then he canceled abruptly. Like it's not happening. D'Amico Ryan, and I also just didn't think it. I don't think Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are going to speak well about the Cardinals. And he's seen mm -hmm. the Cardinals in person. And yeah, Kyler Murray and company, they lit up his defense last year, as did Colt McCoy. But this year, I just they got blown out by the by the Niners twice. I to me, it's just D'Amico Houston makes too much sense. I'm going to pencil him in there. And unfortunately for Arizona, you got to look a different way, but clearly they are. They got all these guys on deck, Bo. Yeah. And I hope that, you know, they start to prioritize this stuff. It seemed if today really felt like they were resetting things, reshuffling the deck. And, but I still think that there is, they do have a plan. Like, I think if you were to set a meeting with D'Amico Ryan's, just hearing the reports as far as where Houston is, as far as it seems like they're at the goal line with D'Amico Ryan's, like, don't waste each yeah. other's time any longer. Like, is get. Talk to the people you can talk to. Hopefully, Gannon's not part of it, so it doesn't get drawn out into next week. But talk know. to the three this week, right? Tomorrow, Kafka, Wednesday, uh, Anarumo, and then you've got uh, Callahan on Thursday, uh, who will we'll kind of break down these guys a little bit more, I think, the rest of the show. But um, And then assess everything on Friday, and then hopefully make a deal for Sean Payton before Super Bowl weeks begins next week. Does it concern you, Bo? Because I was thinking about this a little bit today. Like, I trust Michael and, and Monty to go through their progress here over the course of these next couple of weeks. But Monty Ford really never went through this, in even an assistant GM role in Tennessee, because they had a coach. And, in, in of course, New England, they had Bill Belichick. You know, I, I this, is, this is a new experience for him. And so, like, I want to be sensitive to that and mm -hmm. lenient. But as Marcus says in the chat, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much is this process annoying you guys? I think we would mm -hmm. be more annoyed, Marcus, if the other teams 
I and mean, granted, this this Houston vacancy could get filled pretty quickly, but like sure. Cardinals are in a similar boat with Indy and their fan base and Denver with their fan base. Like we, we have guesses. We have we're trying to connect the dots here. But I mean, only Carolina has hired a coach. And so where I think there's a little bit more sense of urgency is not with the head man, because there's plenty of guys who could be the head coach, we think. It's as Bo mentioned, putting together a staff and Bo and company, their senior bowls starts this yeah. week. I mean, you're not gonna have your head coach for the senior bowl. No, you're not. I mean, and you're going to have probably leftover scouts from the previous regime, right? And that's something that's that due to the fact that you wanted to make the decision on Black Monday to to get rid of your your GM officially. You know, Steve Kime officially resigned the previous week, but you went with the the interim co tandem before you hired Monty Osford the next week. Um, I'm sure he, you know he's he's hired. Dave Sears the, as his assistant GM, who's got a lot of experience there in Mobile, and I'm sure they'll have a pretty strong contingent there um, scouting the players. But, yeah, you're not going to be able to work in concert with whoever your coaching staff is next season. You're not going to be able to kind of throw questions and and data at their way and say, hey, what do you think about this, this prospect's intangible size, athleticism, that what he put on tape in Mobile or at the Shrine Bowl or what, wherever they may be scouting. Yeah, that that puts yourself kind of in a hole and you continue to put yourself in a hole. But also when you look at it, I mean, Sean Payton, not tied to a team. Nobody's knocking down his door right now. There can always be Denver that could try to get back into it with deep pockets and and just uh, really having nowhere else to go. And then, I mean, Houston's going to lock in a job. So that's two of the five jobs. Indy is a mess. They're not even in the same conversation as far as who they're looking at for head coaching candidates. So like if Brian Flores and Sean Payton are in your top five or whatever, you got two candidates there and maybe a couple of these guys that you're interviewing this week. Um, no, there, I guess where it, why is there, why should there be a sense of urgency? So I'm not trying to talk myself into it. I just think, you know, what Sean Payton said on Sunday, he, he, he was, he was adamant. He said, no, 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 no. We're going to learn a lot this week. And I, he also pointed to that it's been a, it's a different coaching cycle now. It's different as far as what the rules are in place with the NFL, when you can interview guys. And obviously, heavy is the crown as far as these successful teams. People want to try to cherry pick your coaches and coordinators for become their next head coach, next offensive coordinator, whatever it may be. And because of the new NFL rules, I mean, you have a tough time talking to every candidate you want to talk to. So, that's that's what they're dealing with, and it seems like Peyton and his group, they're content with it. They seem confident, right? I mean, nothing showed – I didn't see any panic from Sean Peyton, but also be like with, with all this kind of smoke screening or whatever it may be, you also have two sides trying to negotiate and iron something out, regardless of you who think. the head coaching candidate is. Uh, so, I mean, there's so many different things at play, but this this coaching carousel – I mean, they've significantly slowed things down as far as how quick it moves. I like this comment from Nick in the chat. Is Michael Bidwell waiting to build this up because the Super Bowl's in Arizona and wants to put a statement out to pump juice into the team? Listen, I don't think that's the worst <laughs> idea. And then we we talked about it last night on our audio-only pod. It's like if Sean was going to announce he was going back to Fox, yesterday was the platform to do it because he's not going to do it Super Bowl Sunday. And I don't mm -hmm. think they have a broadcast next weekend because there's no games. I mean, I don't know about the Pro Bowl, but... Like that, that would have been the time to do it. And because he was so adamant, it just seems strange now. And that's why you cannot dispute a leverage play. We've got RV Davey in the chat, $2 super chat. Thank you so much, RV. Fair to say Peyton is out at this point? Of course not. 
No. Of course not. If it was out, then Sean would be going back to Fox and the Cardinals would hire. The only time it's out is if Sean gets hired somewhere else or the Cardinals hire somebody else. That's it. I, I like unless unless we get a tweet from somebody an insider rap sheets really plugged him with the organization. He broke the news about Austin Ford. He, he's broken the Kyler news. If he puts, puts out a tweet and they're Cardinals in the final stages of hiring Brian Flores, then it's over. Right. right. Or or Sean Payton's going to Denver. Then it's over. But until then, I mean, goodness, what like I think this show, and again, not tooting our horn here, but we thought that even after the Cardinals didn't schedule the interview with Sean Payton, they were going to schedule it. And they did. But it was like a week late. So maybe we should take our old kind of sage advice here and be like, okay, everybody, we live in a reactionary time. Everybody's ready to punt on Sean this morning because they're interviewing a couple more people. <laughs> they, like every time we thought we were out, they, they pulled us back in, right? We're kind of, it's the Undertaker meme. We're a little bit back from the dead every mm -hmm. time we feel like it's dead and buried. And on DraftKings right now, Bo, we're going to talk about the opposing openings and how that could affect Arizona. But I want to tell everybody, DraftKings right now, Sean Payton still plus 120 to be the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. You can check out DraftKings, all the promotions, all the props ahead of Super Bowl Sunday. They're ready for you. They're, they're, it's plug and play. Coin flips, Gatorade colors, what have you. Everything is, is rocking and rolling. And thank goodness my DraftKings pick of the week, the Eagles minus two and a half. Uh, fly Eagles fly took care of business against San Francisco. Uh, I've already started dabbling on DraftKings ahead of the Super Bowl. You can do all you got to do download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now use that promo code PHNX. Get this new customers can bet a mere five bucks on Super Bowl 57. Get $200 back in free bets instantly. That's only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code PHNX. I want to remind everybody minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See those show notes for details. Again, you can't get anywhere else. Some of these props on DraftKings right now. It's the only place you guys should be gambling, dabbling ahead of Super Bowl 57. And in the meantime, take some extra funds and go play around on DraftKings with the offseason special. Something we love to do. And the only team that's available to bet on the next head coach the Arizona Cardinals. Broncos gone. Texans gone. Indy's off the board. It's just the Cardinals and it's just DraftKings. The next couple of days, I'm going to be flying by the seat of my pants. Not too sure what my schedule is going to look like, but Pick and Spreads was asking, going to the Senior Bowl. Yes, I am. Me and Shane Diefenbach, we're going to the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. That means airport beers tomorrow. Top five beer, in my opinion, especially when it's Four Peaks and you get it there at... Uh, at the Phoenix Sky Harbor, you can get yourself a couple four peaks, get yourself nice and loose for the flight. And I was thinking yesterday too, it does. It was tough to beat Johnny. I was sitting there watching the conference championships games. The sun was shining. We had the doors open, the windows open, and I had myself the Joy Bus Wow Wheat. Ooh, Such ooh. great day drinking beer. I mean, you just got that in your hand. You're watching the game. You can put back a couple of them, one, two, maybe six of them. And you're feeling good for the for a nice little Sunday, or you could have a kilt lifter. Kilt lifter pairs well with NFL football as well. Hop not IPA. You're an IPA person. You like the pale ales. Well, you can't go wrong. Four Peaks has something for everybody, especially those who love to crack a beer and watch the game. Yeah, one more on tap. Go find your favorite Four Peaks beer. Share the gift of beer with your friends at your Super Bowl party from Four Peaks. Four Peaks beer. Can't beat it. Got to be 21 years or older. Check out their 8th Street location as well. It's more than a brewery. It's got great food. Their menu goes deep. It's so delicious from their appetizers to their entrees to their desserts. And, of course, they got everything you want as a beer drinker. They got the barrel-aged stuff, which is so smooth. You got to check that out as well. Four Peaks, check out everything they've got, all their products, fourpeaks.com. I even saw that they have a 
Crowler Ranger program. If you want to get a big old Crowler, fill it up with your favorite four people here. They got a great deal going on. Crowler Rangers, like Power Rangers, but Crowler Rangers in 2023. They're doing an enrollment right now. You can find more fourpeaks.com. Eric Smith, the $20 Super Chat. Thank you so much, Woo. Eric, for supporting the channel and the show in that way. Love the show. We love you, Eric. Would you give a shout-out to Honolulu? Hell yeah, brother. I would love to just do a show in Honolulu. Can we go and do that after this <laughs> coaching search is over? Maybe this summer? Uh, beautiful plays. Thank you, my guy. We appreciate the support. We appreciate all the support here in the chat. Let's talk about the ever-changing landscape of the coaching search, Arizona and not. And I want to start with our beloved DMVR peeps, the Denver Broncos, who every day it feels like, despite the, the media darlings, you know, the national media loves the Broncos. We get it. Um, they're in a tough spot right now because it seems like with each passing hour, they get no told no to again. At least the Cardinals haven't kind of put out a feeler that, hey, you're our number one candidate. Goodbye. You're gone. Um, and so we got this from Witty Page before the show, Bo. Uh, about their interest in D'Amico Ryans. It was uh, said last week, D'Amico Ryans was their top uh, candidate. Well, D'Amico Ryans tells the Broncos, not interested. Uh, He was their third number one choice in a row that they missed out. Of course, (laughs) Jim Harbaugh told them no. They flew to Ann Arbor last week and tried to convince Harbaugh, throw a bunch of cash at him. He said no. Our guy, Benjamin Albright, was working uh, the radio spots this morning he gave this kind of nice rundown of where things sit, and he's been adamant that Sean Payton to the Broncos is not happening, that the interview, whatever it is, they didn't vibe together. And so this is from Benjamin Albright, um, of course, friend of the program, NFL insider, saying that David Shaw out, defensive coordinator Averro out, Jim Caldwell out, and Raheem Morris is out. So what does that leave? Quinn, Harbaugh, both said they're going back to the respective jobs but could potentially be pried away. We'll see if that happens. Texans, um, D'Amico Ryans, we all feel like that's just a matter of time in the coming days. Peyton didn't impress. So is Peyton not impressed with the Broncos? Are the Broncos not impressed with Peyton? Does it matter at this point? I think there's some media bad blood there. I'd love to see it. So the expanded (laughs) candidates for the Broncos, Bo, looking a little familiar. Jonathan Gannon, Brian Callahan, and Mike Kafka. And it does feel like when we get the official word on any of those interviews, like, if you want to say the Cardinals are competing with the Broncos, it would be for this renewed wave of candidates. Like the Broncos and the Cardinals now are seemingly in a new sandbox this week while the Colts are over there kind of on the jungle gym doing their own thing. <laughs> Falling off the jungle gym, right? <laughs> Injuring themselves. Eating yeah. grass. Yeah, no, exactly. Just doing some weird things off in, in the in the weird part of the of the playground but yeah, yeah i mean it does seem and then look you pit the arizona cardinals versus uh, the denver broncos and and obviously the broncos and cardinals have some appealing parts of the roster and so not so appealing parts of the roster and work to be done and then you look at the quarterback position right two polarizing figures as far as russell wilson and, and kyler murray kyler murray who could be out as long as mid-season according to ian rapaport yesterday and then russell wilson's going to be washed for his, the entire rest of his career so i don't know you're weighing those right you got a 26 year old soon to be 26 year old quarterback a soon to be 35 year old wash quarterback if you're ahead if you've got your if everything's all equal who do you want to go to? Unless yeah. you feel like Kyler Murray is, is damaged goods, but I think that that's that's uh, if you're you think you're worth any lick of of a head coach, you think you, you can turn somebody with that skill set around. You're going to get destroyed in that division. The Chiefs yeah. are the modern day Montana Walsh, and and I think the Chargers got better today with Kellen yeah. Moore 
And the Raiders could they get Tom Brady. They got better by firing Lombardi. It didn't matter right. who they brought in, but they brought That's in right. Hey, that Moore. could be our future offensive coordinator now. Don't, don't talk about my guy, <laughs> Joe, like that. Uh, this is coming from Zach Stevens, our guy at DMVR. Give him a follow at Zach Stevens DMVR. He says, Adam Schefter on 104.3 The Fan believes Jim Harbaugh is no longer a candidate for the Broncos. I don't believe he's a candidate anymore for the Denver Broncos. That was just posted while we were going live. So, again, everybody who thinks you know money can change everything – it's, it's that thing in life where you don't try to get happier than happy. And, and, and he's happy at Michigan. And I think he was only going to come back to the NFL for the right reason, for the right team, and maybe get some leverage on Michigan to up his salary. So I think the Broncos that their, their coaching search has probably been the most disheartening because Carolina, you know, didn't really know what direction they were going to go outside of offense. And they always kind of had Steve Wilkes, unfortunately for Steve in their back pocket, you know, Indy, if they hire Jeff Saturday, that's, that's DEFCON five for their fan base. But I mean, Houston, probably unfairly is going to be gifted to Miko with a nostalgia factor, but Denver is the true, like, Hey, you guys have had a bunch of head coaches and that hasn't gone well. You just mm-hmm. had a one and done. I just saw somebody in the chat say, is it too late to rehire cliff? And I know he was saying that <laughs> tongue in cheek, which is hilarious, but at least Michael Bidwell, like they gave cliff four years, like Nathaniel Hackett was one and done. And Vic yeah. Fangio does not have complimentary. Right. Vic Fangio doesn't have complimentary mm-hmm. things to say about the Broncos. Like, the Broncos are damaged goods right now. And however you want to put it, the hierarchy of available jobs, the Cardinals are above the Broncos. And I think all these candidates have kind of shown you that. Peyton Manning was six seasons ago. Is that right? No, longer than that. Seven seasons? Wasn't it 2016? Yeah. And yeah. then <clears throat> John Elway was even longer before that. And they're they're it's, they're using that as a crutch, like this proud franchise. And they just said there hasn't been a whole lot to root for. And they're holding on to this for some reason. And, you know, I don't want to crush them, but like, who's the who's the trendy coach this week that's going to be the top candidate? Because it's going to say no to them. It was Harbaugh. It was Peyton. It was D'Amico Ryans. And now who? I mean, it's it's got to be tough. But, you know, when you when you hit your wagon and, and you go all in and you take as bad of a beat as they did with Russell Wilson, as they did last year, and then some because he's under contract for the next five seasons, uh, it's tough to get out from under. I mean, we talk about NFL and, and ownership stability. We don't know too much about that ownership. It, it's new to the scene. Uh, but reports of an owner who's hunting when they're doing their, their job search and, you know, you're not going to report to George Payton. You're going to re- you're going to report to Penner. And it's like too many cooks in the kitchen. You're seeing like when they were just reporting on this job and, and w- w- as far as who's going to be atop the trash heap as far as the five vacancies, people pointed to Denver and man, were they off? They they yeah. they didn't peel back that onion at all and realize that it's it's a mess and and why it's a mess. And um, Arizona Cardinals still have to put themselves in a position. I feel like if they they have to figure out who their candidates are. I'm surprised we haven't heard anything more about like you can look at the DraftKings sportsbook app and see that it's Flores and Peyton and and uh, Vance Joseph still in there, but he continues to drop like crypto stock. He's now down to plus six hundred. You saw uh, the Gannon. Get on there. Uh, Callahan's on there now. Yeah, yeah, they're all plus 1,000 or above. Let me ask you a Vance question, because I think, is it in poor taste? Because, again, we're not in unprecedented territory. I had to look this up. So Mike McDaniel was hired February 6th last year. And I think right before that, Doug Peterson was hired like February 4th. So we're like almost on that timeline. Miami was the last opening to get filled. Is it a bad look for Michael Bidwell and Monty Austin Ford to wait to hire another head coach and then let him go through his staff and like fire Vance Joseph 
mid to late February and maybe there aren't any DC openings available. Like, wouldn't it make more sense? Because we're going to talk about it later. Like the Cardinals tight end coach just left for Detroit. Right. Wouldn't it make sense to to fire all these guys? Or is it genuinely, hey, we're going to get a new head coach and they're going to decide your fate. But the longer this goes, the less openings these guys are going to have. No, let those guys keep their job and continue to earn a paycheck. And I'm, you know, look, they're not keeping them from getting other jobs, right? Because their pass rush coach, uh, outside linebackers coach went to Illinois, right? He went to University of Illinois, took a job there. Basically the same same position, or he might have gotten a defensive coordinator job there. And then, uh, yeah, their tight ends coach who took over kind of the offensive line uh, coaching, coordinating duties after Sean Kugler was removed last season. Uh, he he went to Detroit, so they're not yeah. keeping people in the building. They're they're letting them go find find their way if they wanted to. So I have no problem with that. I mean, it's. It's it's gonna be the same thing as is Deion Sanders coach prime. It's like it depends on who comes in there and, and what their luggage looks like, right? Is it Louie or is it Samsonite or something worse? Is it trash bags? Yeah. Hopefully it's not Vance Joseph and trash bags. Oh geez. Yeah. Now <laughs> what about what what do you make of this situation with Indianapolis? Because it sounds like you know, Adam Schefter was on uh Pat McAfee and he made his rounds yeah. and he said, Well, with Arizona and interviewing all these candidates that could potentially close the book on Sean Payton because they're looking elsewhere. We don't, we're not of that mindset. Right. And I think if you listen to the clip and the, and how he kind of contextualizes it, he's guessing, but right. with Indy, it does like feel like paying attention in that interview too. Did right. You that? No one seems to want to pay attention with Sean Payton and the Cardinals, but with Indianapolis in particular, <laughs> like there's like true, true life is, is happening with Indy fans. Like Jim Irsay's daughter is sitting in on interview, the interview panel. And and they're, I guess, trying to weasel their way, even though they own the team, for Jeff Saturday to be the next head coach. It's like they're both stiff-arming. They see the Ring of Honor name with Jeff Saturday. They're like, no, this has to be our guy. And then Chris Ballard's like, keeps bringing in these candidates. Right. And yeah. they're just, they're basically trying to convince Jim Irsay to hire Jeff Saturday. I mean, that's what the Cardinals are up against right now. So maybe we should be like, shit, take your time, guys. Never mind. Yeah. This is a laughing stock. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think the, it's, Behind, at least not in the national media's perspective or opinion, like the the secrets out about Denver, right? And then yeah. there's no secret to the dysfunction in Indy in that Peyton Manning and maybe Bill Pullian and some smarter football men who had been there previous, it, having the number one pick with with Andrew Luck, like was a crutch for that organization for so long, and and they they made the right decision. Frank Reich was a pretty good coach for a little bit. And Chris Ballard, I think did a really good job there as a general manager for a while, but you're only you're handcuffed by who ownership is and who wants to work with that ownership. And it's just complete three ring circus most of the time. So yeah, no, I mean the sense of urgency, it just remains like the sense of urgency was, was there to find the general manager and then put the plan in place and then follow through with that plan and just be confident that there's going to be enough smart enough and talented football people out there to hire for your head coach and the rest and fill out the staff. So I, I think I think if they felt like they were behind the eight ball or like that they were going to put themselves in a tough position, they would have made a move earlier. But they don't get that sense. Hopefully they're reading the room just like I feel like we're trying to read the room. A lot of people are kind of speculating that Brian Flores could be out because of the fact that he was interviewed, if you remember, a week ago today, mm-hmm. right? Last last Monday, they had Brian Flores in, and they they conducted an interview. And they they'll by the time they could potentially meet with him again, they'll have met with five people: uh, Dan Quinn, Sean Payton, and then the three candidates this week. 
Do you think that they need to have a sense of urgency with somebody like Flores to at least bring him back and say, second interview, let's talk again? Or do you think this is a scenario in which, like, the further away they get from those initial candidates, I'm talking about Vance, I'm mm. talking about Avero, Aaron Glenn, maybe Brian Flores now, the further you get away from those guys, the less likely that they're going to hire them. Are you, are you of that mindset? And also, are the Cardinals treading on kind of shaky grounds here with Minnesota waiting in the wings to make him their next defensive coordinator. No, I, I mean, it, it seems like the only guy that got a second interview was Quinn, and there were multiple reports that Quinn was going to be not the candidate in the conversation to be one of the top candidates for the Cardinals, and they needed to have, as soon as he became available, they talked to him, and like as we said earlier in the show, we felt like, the fire drill one hour zoom meeting that they had wasn't sufficient enough. I don't know right. if they have to go through the NFL and they have to just qualify it as a second interview. Um, but that's the only guy that's had a second interview. Right. And and it seems like they're getting through still just getting through slowly, but surely these first interviews. And, and then once they do, they'll, they'll, if they don't haven't made a decision, if they haven't worked Nikki Loomis and, and the saints down, or they don't feel comfortable with who they want to hire at that point, then they would, God, begrudgingly have a second round of interviews. Uh, we've seen odds change slightly for Peyton, plus 120 to plus 125. Um, again, like we could be in a position where things go well with a Cincinnati coordinator or, or God forbid, Mike Kafka this week, and they, they, they move quickly. Those odds can change quickly. We know over plus 1,000 for Sean Payton last week whittled down to just plus 125 on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You know, it's interesting, Bo, we we haven't really even been able to talk any like tangible football news as it relates to this roster because everything is predicated on who they hire. And we touched a little bit on it on the audio only show we had last night. But like the Kyler Murray situation and the fact that he's got, you know, an eight to 12 timeline return and people are kind of blowing that out of proportion. Oh, we could miss so much of the season. I mean, like we, we, we're not going to have a good idea where Kyler is until like the spring into the summer. Right. But I also feel like I can't get too worked up, and I mentioned this to you last night, Bo, about Kyler Murray until I know who the head coach is. Because if I know I'm getting Sean Payton, I know I can get Jameis Winston and we can be competitive, right? And a lot of people may scoff at that. Like, look at Sean Payton's resume with quarterbacks, backups or otherwise. But if I hire Brian Flores and his offensive coordinator is, I don't know who, I don't know who they would bring in, Anthony Lynn, like I'm going to be oh. a little bit more skeptical. Like, yeah. like what's, what's going on here? Can you manufacture enough offense without Kyler? And so, like, it just feels like Kyler and and everything going on with him is on hold, and speculation is on hold as to who's going to be the quarterback to start next year. Until I know who the head coach is, I just yeah. can't move on. I can't move on right. from from anything until I know who the head coach is. Right, and and that was that was part of the plan, right? And Bidwell laid it out: it's GM, yeah. it's coach, and then. You start to you figure out what the roster is going to look like, the free agents you impending free agents you want to bring back, and then of course you you start to evaluate you know the players on the roster right, and that includes Kyler Murray who we've seen you know a couple things here and there we saw him sitting on the table, uh, undergoing some sort of treatment on his surgically repaired knee which was a torn ACL and then torn meniscus so. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. I'm not going to put the cart before the horse either. I mean, as far as yeah. where the Arizona Cardinals are in this entire process, but you know, when when you say like Anthony Lynn, if it's like Brian Flores, Anthony Lynn, it's like, what's your ceiling with that team year one? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I don't think it's much higher than what it was 
this year? Like, do you go from four wins to five wins with that with that duo? Like with with Flor. I mean, I know what Flores was able to do with not a whole lot in his first year in Miami. And he won five games of the sixteen, and then he won double digit games, and then he was nine and eight his final season. But I mean, I that that doesn't inspire a lot of hope, uh, right? I mean. To, to where the sense of urgency, if if you go with a guy like Flores, I hope that you'd hope that they have somebody in mind for the play calling duties on the offensive side of the football. That's that's going to get to you where you want to go. Yeah, you better be connecting the dots and the puzzle pieces right now to fill out the rest of your staff. Because again, I mean, this week it's a little bit more refreshing. You would feel a little bit better. Like Callahan, you know, is an offensive guy. Kafka is an offensive guy. You know, Lou would probably try to pick some people from the Bengals. You would have a you would have a direct pipeline from Cincinnati's success to fill out, I would imagine, the rest of your staff. People would mm-hmm. get promoted, and maybe we'd see some names emerge. But with Kafka especially, I'm just, you know, I don't, I just don't have enough confidence he'd be able to put it together. Joel, uh, our guy Joel in the chat asking, $4.99 Super Chat. Thank you so much, Joel. When do you hit the panic button for the Cardinals taking too long <laughs> to hire a head coach? By the end of next week? I would say so. I think by the end of next week, which is, I mean, the, this Friday, pulling up my calendar, is, is the third. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be on Radio Row next week. Next Friday is the 10th. Yeah. I would say, I mean, goodness, nothing's impossible. But, like, you're not going to try to do it the weekend of the Super Bowl. And after the Super Bowl, that's too late. So we are in we're in the final days of this, whether we want to believe it or not. Now, the frustrating part is, Bo, we're not going to know a coach until at minimum Friday because right. they've got interviews for the next three days. Yeah, I think a lot of us were anxious, like, oh, they could hire a coach this weekend. They could make an announcement today, business days. But the the problem with lining up your your schedule is you're not going to make a decision. You're not yeah. going to have an idea until at least Friday. I think I think next week is a perfect target to hire a coach, bring him in the town, celebrate him. Super Bowl. It's going to be Super Bowl week leading up to the big game. Uh, everybody from the football world is going to be just ascending onto the uh, into the valley. Why not set it up and, and have, you know, this big celebration, hopefully for uh, uh, exciting new head coach of the Arizona Cardinals franchise. Yeah. But um, you got the three guys this week, right? So far, you, you, you got Callahan on Thursday, bringing it home as of right now, as it stands. I got to imagine after Callahan interviews the third of the three guys um, that you evaluate where you are and then maybe start to make a move on who you're, who the next guy is leading your franchise on friday don't you think yeah yeah Yeah. i i mean shoot unless you're like man we really want to speak to jonathan gannon if you wait to hire john or you wait to talk to jonathan gannon until monday you need to hire him on monday or tuesday you you but then you can't parade him around because he's prepping for the super bowl but it, it needs to come out that Jonathan Gannon is your preferred candidate and you're going to hire him. But again, they haven't talked to him. We don't think they've talked to him yet. Benjamin Albright was on our show. He broke that news about a week ago that they were interested in talking to Jonathan Gannon, but they have not put the request in place. Right now. Do I think Bo at Cincinnati, not one yesterday and Philadelphia had lost like, or or Cincinnati did win. Like they'd probably be talking to John Gannon today or tomorrow, but I just feel like the timing for that. Never say never. He's in town. Mm-hmm. He's getting ready for the Super Bowl, but it just it feels like I keep wanting to say it like the pool of candidates are who they're going to hire. They're going to hire within this pool. But yeah. I mean, they got a, they got an open day to talk to a coach on Friday. So maybe they <laughs> fill that up, too. Or maybe that maybe that's the day. Maybe Friday's the day 
that they bring in Sean Payton one final time mm-hmm. to cross the T's and dot the I's and say, Sean, let's make this happen. New Orleans, let's hammer this out this weekend. Something that I thought maybe they were doing this weekend, but to no avail. Right. And it sounded like Peyton was very understanding of that with the idea that he wants to coach again. It seems like he's got the itch. Uh, Anarumo, Callahan, Kafka. I think you, you and I are, we both agree on Kafka, not a legitimate candidate for this job. Yeah. As far yeah. as the two Bengals coordinators, who do you like? Callahan only because he's an offensive guy, but the, the better unit has been lose defense. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I've seen Vic Fangio coach the shit out of defenses and then become a head coach and it not go well. I'm a little bit leery on defensive head coaches that are that old. Um, offensive coaches, you can get Bruce Aarons once in a while. You can get Tom Coughlin once in a while, right? But I, I'm concerned a little bit. And we've got, I think Joe Banner kind of went on a Twitter rant today saying like that would be a terrible hire for the Arizona Cardinals. And Arumo? Yeah, he was kind of ripping. Mm-hmm. He was like, this would be a terrible move. So I don't, who knows? Yeah. And it doesn't seem like somebody that you would, that Kyler Murray would be ecstatic to work with, but see, that's where I'm going to push back on you like that. I love Kyler and I want him to succeed. I I want somebody to challenge him, but if you're going to hire Tommy Lee Jones, this old curmudgeonly old dude. Yeah. It's like Harrison. It's like Harrison Ford or Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. (laughs) I Callahan would be my preferred option, but like there are Sundays, Bo, I turn into the Bengals offensively and I'm like, this offense isn't any good. And then and then Zach Taylor's an offensive guy. So, like, again, I think Bo and I are on the same page. I don't want to speak for Bo. Like, if they don't get if they don't get um, Sean Payton, my preferred candidate has and will continue to be Brian Flores. I, he's mm-hmm. been a head coach. He's won as a head coach. He's no nonsense. Um, and, I, and he's got a relationship with the GM, so you don't have to worry about them drafting players and then misinformation like Vance did with Cliff and Kime. That, to me, is the perfect seamless transition outside of Sean Payton. But maybe maybe they've got something else in mind. Who is your preferred candidate outside of Sean Payton? I'll put you on the spot right now. No, I, I, I feel like it's it's Payton and it's Flores, right? And then yeah. once you start to kind of look at the, the crop after that, it's it's pretty thin as far as, you know, you got Big Lou, you've got Callahan, you've got Glenn. So I was looking at it, I mean, because it was it was – Interesting throughout the season, the Bengals were dominant in the second half defensively, right? To finish yeah, they've the been fantastic. They, they were awesome, right? And like that's a true testament to teams being able to finish. And I like that, right? And then I looked at, you know, that the bottom of this list where Cincinnati was fifth, right? Uh, and San Francisco was, I believe, third. Um, all the way, the worst team in the second half defensively. Do you know who it was? Uh, the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals. And then you know who was the second worst? Uh, the Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions. That's right. Two guys who are still in the running for Arizona Cardinals uh, head coaching position. Oh, and I didn't collaborate on that, by the way. <laughs> We're just in sync because we know what each other does not want. I like this comment here. We don't have the Bengals offensive personnel. Exactly right. One, one of the most loaded offensive teams. Hayden Hurst is an afterthought. They've got two top 10 receivers. Jamar Chase is unbelievable. They're not paying anybody yet. Yeah. Joe Mixon's fantastic. The I thought that there was. I thought that, that Callahan did a really good job. Him and Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor. Obviously, that collaboration for that offense without Jamar Chase for a while. He had the hip injury this year, and and obviously what they were able to do last year, their run to the Super Bowl, make big plays despite you know a nine sack performance by the Titans. They won that game. Three picks from Tannehill helped, but they made enough plays. But you think about it, it's like you got Burrow, you got Chase, you got T Higgins, you had Tyler Boyd, like you have playmakers. So like 
at some point, especially when, when the, the scores are a little bit lower, right. And it's like 2020, like they just needed a few big plays and they were made by playmakers, right. Yeah. It wasn't so much, Hey, he out schemed them on this one. So I'm a little hesitant there for sure. Yeah. Callahan to me, like he also, it's like, <laughs> I am immune to pay, people who are affiliated with Peyton Manning, like have success. Like Adam Gase was fantastic with Peyton Manning. He was a shithead coach. Like go look up videos. Brian Callahan was like, like basically not an intern, but he was like a special advisor coordinator, not a coordinator, but he just helped out with those Bronco offenses when Manning was there Mm -hmm. and Manning loves him. And it's just like, you didn't do anything there like that. That was Peyton Manning's (laughs) offense. That was Gary Kubiak's team. Like, I don't want to hear that you worked with Peyton Manning. That's just, that's like Kafka. And that's like, what's his name? Uh, Getting the bears job. Nagy working with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Like, no, no, thank you. Now, Again, Tiger maybe Woods Patty, right? Right. Maybe Brian can <laughs> maybe Brian can is Callahan is a great leader of men. And that's really what you're looking for. Yes, you want an offensive savant if he's the head coach, but and and an offensive background. But to me, it's just like uh, stop. I don't want to hear that you worked with Patrick Mahomes. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are the are the package. Everybody else, it's just it's watered down. I want to get to the super sticker dung na lick one two dollar super sticker. Thank you so much. Uh we appreciate it. All of the super chats today. And if you got a little disposable income, can I recommend Underdog Fantasy mm. Friends? It is the best, most user friendly daily fantasy you can find. Super fun to play with your friends, a new way to throw some cash and follow your favorite money with your fave pro- players using Underdog Fantasy. Push the promo code PHNX on Underdog Fantasy. Push an M P H N X. It's fantastic. It's the only place I play. Daily fantasies, draft your team against five of your buddies in the highest scoring squad for the night wins that cold, hard cash. And again, NFL, it's so sad, too bad. We only have one game left. You can do it on the Super Bowl. But in the meantime, dabble on a little NBA action. We've got Phoenix Suns cooking, um, Cam Johnson doing well. We got Devin Booker supposedly returning this week. Draft six NBA players with no positional limits. It's fantastic. Like, will Devin Booker in his return hit the higher of points? I'm so glad I can say that again. It's so easy to get started. All you got to do, Bo and friends, go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app to your smartphone. Sign up with promo code, you guessed it, PHNX. Underdog is going to match your first deposit up to $100. So if you're thinking, I want some free cash, you got it. Underdog's got you covered. Put in a hundy, Bo, slam in a hundy, and you get a free hundy to bet with on Underdog Fantasy. Get in on the action today. I'm already looking at some tasty Super Bowl higher lowers. Uh, they got some good rivals that you can do where you just pit two players against each other and say, is Jarek McKinnon going to have you know more rushing yards or than, than Jalen Hurts? And they've got some interesting things here. Underdog fantasy goes hard. Higher or lower. I was playing it all season long. Loved it. Already got Patrick Mahomes. You can do higher or lower than half an interception. Is he going to throw a pick in the game? Is he going to go higher or lower than 287.5 passing yards? You can, mm-hmm. If you think it's definite higher, hammer it. If you think it's lower, hammer the lower as well. Also, what you need to hammer is into your web browser, morefurniture.com. Find yourself some new furniture for your pad, living room, bedroom, dining room, your kids' bedrooms. You've got your office, your entertainment centers that you want to hook up. And you got a President's Day sale coming up. Near the end of the month, you can get 25% off already more furniture, but you can make get your pad looking great, more functional, looking better out there, getting your feng shui set up, 
More Furniture's got everything that you want. Visit More Furniture, Cross Streets, 44th Street, McDowell. Right now, use the promo code PHNX. You can get free delivery and installation on any purchase, $999 or more. This is not available online, so you got to go to this store, 44th Street in McDowell. Limited time only offers. It's valid through tomorrow, exclusively to our PHNX listeners. Take advantage now. Go do that, and then after January 31st, Go to morefurniture.com, M-O-R-furniture.com. Continuing the conversation here, Bo Brock headed to the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama tomorrow. I'm so thankful that my guy gets to go and come back and not miss any surprise <laughs> press conferences uh, because, again, we were under the impression we'd have a head coach You now, know as we soon as I take off tomorrow that they're going to no. make a hire. They are. I'm going to no, be, stuck. Gonna I'm gonna be in hire. Mobile, Alabama, and the press conference is going to be going on Wednesday, and your happy ass is going to be there welcoming no. Sean Payton to the back. I won't be happy unless you're there. Uh, Nick <laughs> in the chat saying, I want to hear Johnny scream his ass off when they fire or hire uh, Sean Payton. Me too. I will do it live on the air. Uh, if, if and when it happens, you will get the unfiltered uh, audio, dialogue, what have you. We will be as real as possible because, again, this is something for those of you who knew the show. First of all, welcome, like, and subscribe. We've been on this train since late October. And as Bo's outlined before, this has gone from a fun fantasy pipe dream to – like, are the Cardinals the last team standing, and are they in a position to say no and to use some leverage against him? And I, I think that's an interesting discussion topic, Bo, because you think about saving face if you're Sean Payton, saving face if you're the, the New Orleans Saints. Like, is there a scenario in which they can go through this process, not be chosen, and for the Saints and Sean Payton to save face? Or are they going to have to backtrack on some things? Because right now, you've had multiple openings, Everybody but Indy has interviewed him. Mm -hmm. And now he doesn't even get a second interview. And you've got whispers from our guy, Benjamin Albright, that he doesn't have a market and he's not the first choice. And, and so I just, I think about just kind of butchering this entire process. If you're the parties involved, that being Sean and, the, and Mickey Loomis. Well, you, you can butcher it. And, you know, at the end of the day, you can look at whatever the compensation may be. If he does take a job for the saints and you likely say, oh, it's not as much as I thought their asking price was, uh, even though it, the biggest mistake was being able to go and be transparent with the public with Sean Payton saying he talked to Mickey Loomis and on Colin Cowherd saying he wants a mid to late first. It's like, OK, that may be what he wants, but let's be realistic here. You know, outside of John Gruden, nobody's really fetched that high of a, a draft return for a head coach before. So, um, you know, it, it's it's I. No, I mean, I don't I don't think the, the Saints relinquishing Sean Payton would save them more face than if they held on and, and stood pat if he wanted to go coach elsewhere and they didn't let him do it and held him hostage. No, I, I think that if they get less in return than initially thought, that's that's not the worst of, of all cases. Like the worst one would be if the Cardinals were in a position to hire him and they balked at his his salary asking price if it's if yeah. it wasn't too crazy. Yeah, I mean, we started this process, and it was called the Sean Payton sweepstakes. You remember mm -hmm. that? And a yeah. bunch of teams got an early head start because they didn't have head coaches. They fired Levy Smith the day of the season finale. They could start right away. Denver fired Hackett, remember, two weeks before the end of the season because of mm -hmm. that embarrassing loss on Nickelodeon to Baker <laughs> Mayfield. And then you've got Indy, who had Jeff Saturday as an interim. Everybody could have started that process of courting, and it just—I think it was a little bit self-serving. And I love Sean. I hope he becomes becomes the head coach of this team with with everything, with every fiber of my being. I want him to be the next head coach. 
But man, you got to have a lot of goal to go on national TV time after time and to have all these media mouthpieces do your talking points for you. Like Sean wouldn't consider you. You're a, you're an embarrassment. You you you'd be so lucky to have Sean Payton. And it's now like every article you see is like is time running out for Sean Payton mm-hmm. and the Saints to salvage something. And I think there there's some ownership, maybe congregation. I wouldn't be surprised if Michael Bidwell's talking to these other owners and just like, hey, let's let them sweat this out because yeah. they're not going to dictate these terms. There are other candidates. We just outlined 11 other candidates that they could potentially hire. Some of them good, some of them meh. But these other teams now, I mean, I, I think it just speaks to the fact that no team was quick to jump on Sean's salary, the compensation that was owed to New Orleans, the fact that they wanted to go through their due diligence. I, I would I would imagine this has not gone at all how he and his people thought. No, no way. It, yeah, it most definitely didn't. But you know what the the Cardinals hopefully they their plan is is playing out how how they want it to and they'll we'll see how far this thing gets before that becomes more of a bigger story right is, is it next week does it become the talk of Radio Row like your car your Kyler Murray um, report that he scrubbed his Instagram did last year is is that the next story you know that that the Saints are potentially holding their most celebrated and successful coach hostage because they want to max out the draft capital they get in return. Um, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not positive that it's the best look for them. And, you know, Sean Payton, I'm sure him and his representation definitely felt like this was going to be a hotter uh, coaching carousel for them. But the way it just played out, you know, I I found it hard to believe that he didn't impress in Denver. And unless it's just that, like, is there too much, arrogance coming from ownership and maybe the front maybe. office that didn't want to relinquish power to to Peyton to say that he just didn't impress him. I mean, all you have to do is look at the resume. Like, Well, I, I wonder if he wanted to be wined and dined, and then there's only one team that's done that so far. He had a Skype Zoom call with Houston that he went on Colin Cowherd and let him know, and Colin conveyed. It was, like, yeah. laughable. It was right. unprofessional. You can see and then the he, dysfunction on Zoom. That's what he said. Right, yeah. with Houston. And then I think Denver probably met with him and are treating him like everybody else, which he does not think of himself like that, and probably had him in for a couple of hours, and it did not go well. It did not. The interview did not go well. And then he goes to Carolina, and he meets with them, and they immediately hire somebody else. They immediately pivot to Shane Stetchen and, and Frank Wright and Kellen Moore, and then they hire Frank Wright. And so he meets with the Cardinals now, and he goes through, you know, a seven-plus-hour day, and he's seen leaving with the owner. Still, nobody wants to talk about that. And <laughs> now they're they're made they're making Sean and everybody kind of sweat it out. And I just, again, I am I am of the mindset that it's not going to be better for Sean next year. I I just I'm firmly in the camp that yeah, what is, he's going to want to go to Washington. I right. Mean, think about who good. who's in the conversation to fire their coach. Next season, you're gonna go to season. Cleveland. If it's, right. if what's his name, you're gonna be paired with Deshaun Watson. It this is the best opportunity. We've stood by that. We are not being homers for this. We're as objective as a, any podcast supporting this franchise can be. You are nuts if you think, even if you don't love Kyler Murray, if you come and work for Michael Bidwell, you're gonna be paid a premium. You get to live on the West Coast, basically. You get to play in the diminishing NFC where you dominated. And you've got all your draft capital ready to go and some cap space because the cap just went up to about $230 million. It's it's, it's going to be a fascinating case study because all this is going to come out, Bo, over the course of the next, you know, four to six weeks. If inevitably they don't hire Sean Payton, we're going to know who did what and, and who was exposed. And I, mm-hmm. man, I just, I will relish if they get him, but I will also relish to some extent 
the pain and suffering of the Saints fans who were counting their draft chips before they had it, and now it's like <laughs> lingering over. And poor Dennis Allen's got to deal with this BS for another right. year. Yeah, it would. Uh, I think they would be doing themselves a tremendous, all parties involved, a tremendous disservice if if they let this linger on into next season. Uh, tomorrow, boarding a plane headed to Mobile, Alabama. Actually, flying into New Orleans. Anybody, I can maybe stop by and talk to Mickey Loomis and say, "Hey, what are we doing here, Mickey? Let's let's make get a deal. Let's get this Come thing on, done." Uh, then take a rental car to Mobile. We're going to give you the best wall-to-wall coverage you can possibly get. At the Senior Bowl, all the prospects that the Arizona Cardinals are going to be eyeing at the third overall spot, 35th overall spot, all of their picks all the way until round seven, who the Arizona Cardinals are going to be looking at. John Michael Schmitz, uh, the center out of Minnesota. John Venerable put together this incredibly in-depth list of prospects that we're going to be targeting there, me and Shane. And uh, we're going to, you know, I kind of put it together. I I kind of stole it off of estimations website as well, but I I copied and pasted it onto a word doc for you. You're working smarter, not harder. And (laughs) I like that. I really appreciate that. I appreciate everybody tuning in. Of course, hitting that like button, hitting that subscribe. Cause anytime we drop content from mobile, you're going to want to know about it. And if you have that alert set up, you're going to get it that little notification that says we got new content for you coming right to your smartphone or smart device. Uh, definitely make sure you're following at PHNX underscore Cardinals for our entire trip as well. Follow it on Instagram, Twitter, follow Johnny and myself. It's going to be, a, it's going to be a ball, man. And hopefully no more tomorrow after Mike Kafka interviews. Kafka, then Callahan, then no, Lou Kafka, on Thursday, Amaru- then Amaruno, Amarillo, Armadillo, and then Callahan on Thursday. Check this hard-hitting journalism out from your boy, Not at gophnx.com. Howard Balzer, I'm sure, is going to have some tremendous content this week in light of the Senior Bowl, in light of the coaching search. Slam that promo code, Howard, H-O-W-A-R-D. Slam the subscribe button on PHNX Sports on YouTube. We are coming off PHNX, PHNX Cardinals, our best month to date. That's because of all of you. We own the offseason. We keep the party going. At some point, we're going to get a head coach. But until then, for Bo Brock, I'm Johnny Venerable. We'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody.